So think about the top of the clock says attention, the bottom of the clock says trust. How do you go from attention to trust? And then from more importantly, trust to attention. Next time you need to raise your hand or speak out. Attention to trust, trust to attention. The way we get there is patience. This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acre. And before we bring on our guest today, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're not already and while you're there, drop us a review. We'll read it here on the show. This week's featured review, this is a great one. This comes from Eric Seaman. He says, a grateful listener and implementer. Five stars. Love this show regular listener, and I recommend this podcast consistently to associates. As a real estate advisor, I have consumed a couple of specific episodes, including 185 with Jimmy Coleman. I've implemented almost everything. That was on LinkedIn. Wow. Uh, And episode 91, which my sister, also a real estate advisor, and I have used to begin our own podcast, Real Siblings. It Ain't Easy. So he started his own podcast along with his sister. Love it. I am never disappointed with content, golden nuggets, and action items. Keep it up and keep them coming appreciatively. Eric V. Seaman in San Antonio, Texas. Thank you, Eric. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. I see see you commenting on a lot of our YouTube videos, too, so really appreciate that. Well, I said it before. I've said our guest today needs no introduction. Today is the definitive. I mean it this time. Our guest today... (laughs) Has the title. I could go over accolades for days about this gentleman, but yeah, I'm but not going to. This is the most important Because the accolade. most important title. This will probably be on his tombstone when we. This will when, be yeah, on his yeah. tombstone. <laughs> the most referenced guest in stay paid history. Yeah. <laughs> I think we bring this guy up about every fourth episode. It feels that way, yeah. His name is Sean Carpenter. Uh, Sean, uh, look, he's been recognized by Inman News as one of the top 100 most influential leaders in real estate. He was current, uh, formerly the agent development director for the Ohio Re- uh, NRT companies. Uh, he went on to found Sean Speaks in 2018 and has been teaching and inspiring agents across the country ever since. Mr. Carpenter, welcome back to Stay Paid. Good afternoon, boys. How are you? Good to see you. We are doing awesome, man. It is great to have you back. Obviously, we have done a lot more than just interview on the podcast. I know you have spoken to our client base a bunch of times and also a client of Reminder Media. So it's just super exciting to have you back on the show. I think we reference you the most because you just have such practical advice. So one of the challenges of being I hate to even say this term because it sounds egocentric, but like a thought leader, like we'd be considered thought leaders, right? Is that it's really hard sometimes to get out of just principle Mm -hmm. and to get to tactics because everybody out there can share principles and stuff, but it's, it's how do you implement those principles tactically in your business? And you do such a phenomenal job at that. That's why we love hearing you speak, love your stuff. Would love for you to introduce just yourself to the audience. For those who've never heard of Sean Carpenter before, just tell them a little bit about you. Uh, Lead us up to today because I know you're in real estate, you're speaking, you're doing a bunch of different stuff. So if you can share that, that would be awesome. Yeah, the super 30,000 foot view. You know, I I live in Columbus, Ohio, uh, raised here. I'm a Billings, Montana born, but raised here in in Columbus, Ohio. My father taught at Ohio State for 29 years up until the day he died. I wanted to get away from, from the cold weather of, of Columbus. So I went to school in the university of Florida Had dreams, getting the sports business, majoring in exercise and sports science, got in the golf business out of college, actually worked in the golf pro industry at a club level for a couple of years, moved back to Ohio, a little closer to home, became a beer salesman, uh, worked for the Miller and Coors distributor here in, in central Ohio, called on all parts of the city, but I eventually landed at the Ohio state campus. I think I told you guys this before, Luke and Josh, if you're ever going to sell beer, pick a spot where there's 50,000 <laughs> students 
Uh, and that's a really good spot to sell beer. But I, I did that for a couple of years and, and thought to myself, what would be a career that allowed me to drink beer and play golf? So I got into real estate and <laughs> I've been, been doing that since I uh, sold as an agent for four and a half years with the coal banker company here in Columbus, became a branch manager. We had just had our first child. So to have a paycheck and benefits sounded really good. Uh, did that for two years. I loved the coaching and training, but I hated the managing part of the job. So the company named me the director of education for our companies in Columbus and Cincinnati. So at the time it was about 1200 agents. Now we're up to almost 2,500 agents, but I really got kind of carte blanche to, to build a training program that I thought would be the most effective in the changing market. There's a word we'll hear again on this podcast, changing market, but the mm. changing market, you know, to, to try and help agents really get in and, and do what you said, Luke, in my introduction, do the basics. Mm. You know, this, it's, it's so funny how many people try and do things that are non-basic because they think the basics are too good for them or too easy, or they already know them. And it's, it's so funny, you know, I know the three of us are all sports fans all around the country tonight. There'll be major league baseball players as their season comes to a close and they're going to show up at the stadium, 16 stadiums around the country with 32 teams in baseball. And you know what they're going to do? The best players in the world are going to show up and they're going to practice throwing and catching and running and hitting mm. before the game. Mm. They're going to spend most of February and March th throwing and catching and running and hitting. They're the best in the world, yet they play the basics every day. Mm. And the best golfers in the world show up and they practice their game. And the best football players show up and they practice. And the best athletes. And, and really, that's what we should be doing every day is the basics, right? The, the blocking and tackling. That's the face-to-face, nose-to-nose, the, the, the six channels of communication, Luke, that, that we talked about on the great webinar we did. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at. And, and now, today, I'm an active agent. Uh, I, I left that director of training role uh, after 11 and a half years, went back to being an agent, uh, opened up my own company called Sean Speaks, as Josh said in the introduction. And, and then uh, I also coach about 80 to 85 of our top agents and teams here in Columbus, Cincinnati, and a few in Pittsburgh. And that kind of happened out of necessity as, as a, the former company coach we had left. And so they felt that the top agents would trust me, having known me as the director of education. They know that I travel the country. They know that I'm actively in the business. And so it's just a way for me to kind of maybe inspire. I, I, I kind of say I, I do more counseling than I do coaching Luke <laughs> and Josh, because most of the top agents, you know, they know what to do. They just need that outside edge. You know, they, they need that voice in their head, like, like from a podcast or a book or a coach or a consultant to kind of, help them do the basics yeah, it's so and true. remind them of, of what works. Right. Well, I just want to point out, like you're speaking 40 to 60 times a year all around the country. You're selling 25 homes a year and you're coaching the top 85 agents. So if you think you got a lot on your plate, you don't, you can do more, right? You can always do more people. If you're listening to this, be inspired. <laughs> um, so we'd love to know, you know, ask you the question, look, the market's changing, right? There's no way around it. Every pundit is giving their opinion our, our opinion on it right now of what's happening in the real estate market, what's happening even economically. It doesn't matter if you're just in real estate or not, but thinking about real estate specifically, you know, what are you advising agents right now as they look to 2023 in the shifting market, where should they focus to try to continue to thrive and scale their business? Relationships. Mm. This, this is and always has been a relationship business. Uh, you guys talked to a lot of people on, on this excellent podcast. It's one of my must listen to's every week, both two times a week. Um, but I, you know, you guys talk to mortgage and insurance and, and, you know, that B2B consumer and real estate, it's relationships, Luke. It's, it's, are you consistently maintaining those relationships? You know, so many of our best agents in this industry, we, we, we're busy, we close a deal and then we start focusing on the next deal. It's like the next thing up. We got that one closed. Let's move on to the next one. 
And I, I like to say our last 12 months, our LTM is our ATM. If we take care of the people who just moved into their new house or just moved and just, they, they still have real estate in their mind. And so staying in touch with those people, everyone who's listening to this, this, this podcast today, just remember this, every single person, you know, your family, your neighbors, your friends, your best clients, they all probably know 10 other realtors in your town. Mm. That's just a fact, right? There's 101.59 million realtors right now. There's 334 million residents in the United States. That's one realtor for every 209 people yep. in the country. And so what are you doing to make sure that when those people wake up today and think about real estate or know someone who is talking about real estate that they think of you? And so right now it is that Josh, it is, it is, you know, being the finding ways to stay in touch with them, to remind them that you are in the business, to remind them that you are not just in the business, that you're active in the business, you're successful in the business, but you're also active in the community and successful in the community. You're active in your kids' schools and you're active in your local church and you're active at your gym and your country club and your barbershop. And the more people think of you, the more the opportunity is for them to, to refer you. Talk about this whole idea of six methods of communication um, and how keeping in touch kind of applies there in your theories. Yeah. So I think we all want to keep in touch with people, but I think a lot of us kind of go to the same old system. We find something that works and we keep doing it, right? Square peg, square hole, square peg, square hole, square peg, square hole. Well, guess what? As the, as the business, as the world evolves, it's no longer a square hole anymore. And it's also not a square peg. It's, it's a circle and it's moved over here. So the six channels of communication, I'll go through them really quickly. And then we can kind of recap and, and talk about what, individually. There's face-to-face, there's voice-to-voice, there's screen-to-screen. We call it texting, but going from my screen to your screen. There's inbox, that'd be emails. There's mailbox. And then there's social media. And so like the question I asked some of my, my my people I, I work with, I say, you know, if I open up your database, Luke, and I said, Mike and Brenda Jackson, when was the last time you talked to them? And you're like, oh gosh, they were clients of mine like three years ago. Uh, well, they get my reminder e-newsletter, my, my reminder media e-newsletter. So that goes out the first of every month. Okay. So they got, they heard from you on September 1st. Okay. What about before that? Uh, to be honest with you, probably the month before that. Okay. So August 1st in their inbox. What about before that? Uh, probably the month before that you're only hitting them through one channel, yeah. but in your head, you sort of have checked them off saying like, no, I keep in touch with them on a regular basis. I keep in touch with them, mm. but they're only hearing from you from one channel. Mm-hmm. And so what could happen is they know jo- that Josh or Luke's going to, you know, email them every first of the month with this amazing newsletter. But then when they delete it, they know it's coming next month. Mm-hmm. But what if those people got a handwritten note from you one day mailbox, and then they got a text message from you screen to screen. And then you commented on social media, maybe a direct message on social media. And then you saw them at church face-to-face. And then you called them up to say, hey, we're going to be over at this pub having some beers. You guys want to join us? And all of a sudden they say, man, I hear from Luke all the time, but I never feel like he's really in my face because I'm hitting all these different channels. And, you know, so, so does that make sense? Like, like if I can get in front of Josh or Luke all the time, but it's coming through different channels, then all of a sudden they're like, man, no matter where I turn. Yeah, it's not overwhelming. You know, I heard this from Jason Pantana, um, which I thought was really cool. He he talked about something called the frequency illusion. I don't know if you ever heard about this before. Not but in psychology, though. basically what they say is if someone sees you 
multiple times through different mediums. In the brain, they actually think they see you more than they do. <laughs> so if they saw you in the, uh, you know, using your example, if they see you in the email inbox and then they see you on social media, they actually, their, their brain makes them think, man, I'm seeing Sean everywhere. Like it's a frequency illusion. So it's so critical that you actually have drip nurturing sequences on multiple channels because it triggers the frequency illusion. And we all know, like I always teach people like frequency leads to familiarity, familiarity, this comfort that comes from seeing someone multiple times and getting to know them. That is a necessary requirement for trust. It's not the only requirement. Like you're not going to have trust just by being frequent, but it is a necessary requirement that they have to feel there's a frequency with you where they feel familiar to you. They feel comfortable with you. Yeah. Jason's a beast. I, I, he, he has such good stuff. And what you just said there made me think, you know, as you were saying that the frequency effect, I can touch you through four and a half of those channels with this device in my, in my hand, my phone, yeah. I think about that four and a half. Okay. I can, I can connect with you on social. I could comment or DM you on social, right? I can clearly send you a, an, an email from here. I can send you a text message from here. I could call you from here. That's four. The four and a half is I can send you a video text. So I'm sending you a text message screen to screen, but you're seeing me face to face. Yeah. And you guys know I do that a lot, right? Yep. I use video yeah. text a lot because so few people do, but that's funny. The only thing I can't do from this phone is send you a handwritten note unless I use an app like felt or something like that, which is going to be a digital thing. And I think that's kind of cheating, right? Because you're not actually writing the note. And I think people then they've gotten so many of those these days, they kind of see through it. Yep. Um, I do love sending a good old fashioned handwritten note. I write them, you know, five a day as part of my 4-H club. But if I can make sure, look, here's a great example. And I know your brother uh, does, does lots of events whether it's a big event or a micro client event, right? Just meeting, meeting three or four people at a local brewery or playing a round of golf with three people. If I do like a pumpkin giveaway or something like that, I can hit people through multiple channels, right? I can send a quick e-blast to my sphere saying, save the date, you know, coming up this fall, we're doing a little pumpkin giveaway, cider and, you know, carving contest for the kids, whatever. Then I can send a direct mail piece officially inviting them to that piece. And I've hit email and I've hit mailbox. Then I can send a text message the week, two weeks before saying like, Hey, let us know if you're going to be there. We'll save a spot for you. Mm. Then I can call the people I haven't heard from and say, Hey, I haven't heard from you. I hope to see you. Or yep. I can even call the people and say, really excited to see you guys. Make sure you get there early. I've got some spaces for the kids set aside uh, in case it rains. Then I'm going to see you at the event. Then I can do some social media pictures at the event. Then I can send some handwritten notes for thanking the people for coming. Now it's just, I'm back to square one. I hit you through all six channels one event. Yeah, I love it. I think so often we have harped on, and this is our fault as marketers, the number of touch points, mm -hmm. whereas it's, oh, it's almost more critical the different mediums of touch points the that you're doing. Yeah, points. the variety yeah. of touch points. I don't know, Sean, if you have any opinion on how many touch points someone should do a year. 16. 16. Why do you say that? Like, what, I start what? at 16. Cause okay. I, cause, cause I can do a set it and forget it. I can do, uh, I can do the reminder media e-newsletter program, yep. right. Or, you know, which goes out the e-magazine goes out once a month. I can do the, the magazines every other month, right. Yep. Or every six weeks. Um, but if I do 16, think about this, if I'm just bare minimum, I do, I can do something monthly, a set it and forget it campaign that could be direct mail or it could be email. The average human being has one birthday a year. I'm not a smart guy, but I know that the average <laughs> human being has one birthday a year. So if I talk to you on your birthday and Megan on her birthday, and I talk to you guys on your anniversary, 
then I got to come up with one more reason to, to connect with you in a course of a year. Now, if you, if you bought a house for me, I can call you on our home anniversary. I can call you on your daughter's birthday, right? I can, I can, I can call you when you're, you're, when the Redskins or the commanders win a game, right? Yep. I can call you. That'll never you know, happen. Like yeah, that, you'll never right? be calling me with the commanders. <laughs> yeah, never. Yeah. They don't win many games, but yeah. <laughs> you, you see my point. So four touches and, you know, and then the 12 other touches and then everything else I do on top of that becomes gravy. Yeah. And if I use the channels, then I can do that. Great. Look, the three, all three of us are good on social media. Most people listening to this are probably pretty savvy on social media. If I find that I'm commenting on a bunch of your Instagram posts, then I'm going to, instead of sending a comment, I'm going to text you and say, dude, you're killing it on Instagram. Yeah. So you're getting it on the same device, but you got 41 comments on Instagram. You got one text from Sean Carpenter. Yeah. And then I might call you. I'm on my way home from work today. Right. It's so simple. Take those opportunities to say, I've talked to Josh a lot lately, but it's been a bunch of social touches. So take the online offline comment. And then maybe that comment, he responds back saying, like, hey, Carp, how you doing? I'm like, hey, going to be in Philadelphia. You want to grab a beer? Then we grab a beer together. Then we do social media picture together. Then we, you know, so it's just how can I interweave those, those six channels of communication on a consistent basis? And, you know, here, here's a simple thing for our listeners to, to think about. A six-channel challenge, mm. right? Whatever day you're listening to this on. Hopefully it's early in the morning on a Tuesday, you know, and, and you've got your day ahead of you. Six channel challenge would be this. Can you do six social touches this morning? Six comments or direct messages on social media, whatever your channel of choice is. Can you send five text messages to people in your phone? Have a nice day, a funny gift or a meme. Can you get to the office or go home and write four handwritten notes? Hmm. Can you do three personalized emails out to people? Can you make two phone calls today? And can you have one face-to-face, -face, a breakfast, a coffee, a lunch, or happy hour? And if not, some, can you talk to someone at the gym? Can you have a face-to-face -face with a barista or your, your kid's school bus driver? If you do that five days a week, think about this, guys. That's five or six plus five plus four plus three plus two plus one. That's 21 touches through all six channels. If I do that five days a week, that's 105 people that are hearing from Sean Carpenter somehow, some way, whether it's real estate related or not. If I do that every month, that's 420 people. Some of those are going to be real estate related. Some aren't going to be, and that's okay because my brand isn't just real estate. Mm. This is important. I need people. I need my name to pop into people's heads somehow, some way for a split speaking gig, for a coaching opportunity, for a real estate deal or referral. So my brand guys is Sean Carpenter, real estate. It's Sean Carpenter, Cole banker, my brand. It's Sean Carpenter, Florida Gators, where I went to school. It's Sean Carpenter golf. It's Sean Carpenter craft beer. Mm. It's Sean Carpenter, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Those are parts of my brand. And the more I say those things, the more now when, <laughs> when, when Josh is at, a, at his next conference and he's at, you know, some local little brewery and he texts me and says, Hey, have you ever had this beer or we're in this city? What brewery should we go to? Right. That means that when he thought of beer, he thought of me, yeah. which means there's another good chance that if he's at that brewery and someone says we're moving to Columbus, Ohio, he says, call my buddy, Sean Carpenter. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How do you keep it all organized? Like, because a yeah, lot of stuff question. you're talking about, some of them can be drip campaigns where they are automated, but you're also talking about a lot of manual, pick up the phone, face to face, screen to screen, voice to voice, uh, making sure that you're keeping that. Are, are you doing it all in your head or do you have a system? Do you coach people in any sort of system? Well, I, I don't really write every social touch in my CRM. I don't write every text messages in my CRM, unless it's, you know, if I text 
one of you guys, you know, we text often. Uh, I, I probably don't track that, but if the next time your name popped up, I'm like, Oh, I talked to him and I can scroll to my phone. So I talked to Josh, you know, last week. So I might update that my phone and then try and hit you through a different channel. Um, so using a CRM, right. Using a tracker. I mean, this is something so simple, but if you open up your phone right now, guys, and you go to your text messaging app and you scroll all the way to the bottom, like scroll all the way to the same text messages, you'll find a text message from like two years ago. And yeah. let's just say, let's just say it was a friend of yours or a client of yours or as a group text message, you know, it might not work as well, but if you find an individual person, you send some to, they're at the bottom of your text message. They're, they're 1100 text messages down. If I text, let's say, let's say Luke was the bottom right now. If I text Luke right now, where do I show up on Luke's phone? Yeah. Number one. Top. Yeah. It's so funny. I literally did that the other day without, I mean, I didn't know you were going to say that. I literally did it the other day was just scrolling through my texts. I was kind of curious. I was like, how many texts do I have in here? You know, and, and, and I saw someone at the bottom from like a year ago that I hadn't talked to reached out, reached out and said, hi, wow. like, literally, like what yeah. a great tip. I love that tip. Yeah. Cause I, I, yeah. I and so, just, so how do I do it? I don't know. I, I, I do have a very organized brain. Uh, I, I, you know, probably put things in charts and stats and graphs. You probably have an more acronym than my, for it, More right? than my right brain personality <laughs> would, would let on to, but I utilize my CRM on a daily basis. It's the mm. first app I open up every day, guys. It just sits on What open. CRM do you use? I use Relatable, Relatable which okay. comes from the makers of Contactually. The guys that built oh, nice. Contactually uh, became good friends of mine, loved that system, and then, and then it sold White Label to another company. And, uh, and then they, they went off and built a tool called Relatable. And it's, it's, it, it, the reason I like it is because there's no extra bells and whistles. It thinks it's relationship, it, it's yep. a relationship driven. I didn't so, know they um, went off and built another CRM. I knew they sold to Compass, uh, but I didn't yeah. know they uh, went off and built another one. That's awesome. I'll yeah, have to look and, it up. And it's great because because it, they're kind of grassroots knowing what they know now. So there's some really cool systems. Uh, it, it pulls people up on your screen and reminds you like, hey, it's been a while since you talked to this person. We know you've had lots of engagement with Luke Acre in the yep. past. We know you haven't talked to him in a That's while. Awesome. And so, so sometimes it triggers like, oh, I talked to Luke last week. I just forgot to add it in my list. But it really helps me with those six channels of communication where I say, okay, the last two times I talked to Josh was through email. Why don't I pick up the phone and call him? Why don't I send him a video text message yeah. uh, and kind of check off a phone call, text message, and, and, and face-to-face all in one? Yeah, it's so good. People just uh, totally miss that the reality of what you said, the power of what you said of uh, people knowing you for the Florida Gators or for beer or for all these other things that you're interested in is the most powerful effect because it humanizes you. you. You become a real person and a friend to these people, and that is what builds the trust to where they want to refer you people because they know they're referring someone to somebody that they know, that they like, that they connect with, that they vibe with, and it just is so missed. Everybody knows it in theory. So few know it in practicality, and the reason why I would tell the audience is because you know, getting people to know you because you like craft beer or because you like golf or the Florida Gators or stuff doesn't generate you a transaction in direct response. And that's why you don't do it because you're thinking too much transactionally and you're not thinking relationally. And if you just think more relationally, uh, even in the short term, you might feel like you're losing in the long term, you will win in such a big way. You won't even miss a beat. Right. And when you, when you start thinking it that way, you start seeing your clients and your community that way. Mm. See, I don't see you as president of, of Reminder Media. I see you as Commander's fan. I see you as your daughter. Yeah. You know, I, I see your daughter and I see your, your workouts and I see these stories behind it, right? So if there was a if there was a crazy Hail Mary in the next Commander's game, you are one of the first people I'll think of. And I'll think of Heather Ostrom, good friend of mine with Cole Banker in Sacramento because I know she's a longtime HCTR fan, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so 
what are the people in your in your database when you look at them? Do you look at them and say 2,644 square feet? No, you say they're a mom, they're a runner. I know from church. Think of your people the way you want people to think of you. Like, because then you can literally say, hey, Josh, you just popped into my head today because you saw something that has to do with them. When I'm on a, when I'm on a plane tomorrow, I, go, I can look at the magazine in the back of the, the seat and I can see an article about Nashville, Tennessee. It is one of the top 10 cities for, let's say, new, new startups. And I can reach out to my friend, Tim, who lives in Nashville and say, hey, I was on a plane. I saw this article and thought of you, right? A little post-it note, mail that to him in the mail or send him a picture and text it to him when I have my, my, my layover and be like, dude, I, I just saw this and thought of you, how's Kathy and the kids, right? That's called a meaningful touch. It has nothing to do with real estate. It didn't say, saw this article, thought of you. Do you have any referrals for me? Yeah. Right? Hey, great win by the commanders. Can you guys get me some leads? That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that, people see right through that, don't they? But if there's nothing talked about, see, if I know where my clients went to college or who they're fans of, then the day that March Madness comes out, the brackets come out, I can spend all day calling people, congratulating them on their, on their team making the brackets and wishing them luck and having a quick conversation about how far they think they're going to go and good luck to your team. And, and they're like, God, that was six years ago I told Sean I went to Pepperdine. How do you remember that? How- well, because I know it was part of your story. And so I added it to my database and I just put it in the back of my head and that little vault comes out like, like we had this useless trivia in our head. And when that useless trivia happens to be Evelyn's name, or whatever else it might be, it stands out, right? Yeah. How many people know your daughter's name is Evelyn, but how many people remember it? Yeah. Right? How long did it take? I'm fascinated by this uh, as always, which is why you're one of the most referenced people in our podcast, but how long did it take you to build those habits? Like, yeah. is that something almost kind of, when did you start implementing that in your career? Cause obviously you were training agents uh, back whenever you were with uh, Ohio NRT. How long, how long did it take for you to build those habits to where you could say, okay, now this is second nature to me. I no longer have to think about it. I just, I do it. You know, if, if I could pinpoint back when it, I, I don't, I don't know the answer, Josh, if there was something, but I just knew that it started making a difference when I started seeing people's eyes light up when I remember their names mm. or remember something about them. And so I, so I did it more, right. Things that work do more of and things mm. that don't work do less of. And so, yeah, I think I've always had that creative uh, side of, of my brain, but then when you get into a business where you realize that people's names are using people's names is really important and remembering things and mm-hmm. being organized and, you know, putting the seeds in the ground. I mean, so obviously when I was the director of education, the day I, I left that role and went back to being a salesperson, I, I kind of needed to listen to my own medicine. Yeah. I mean, there's still some things that I, I say that I say, yeah, Sean, you should probably do that as well. And it's almost <laughs> like, well, I'm the teacher. I don't need I to know do the it, feeling, right? I'm the, you know, <laughs> We've all said that to our kids because I'm the dad. That's why. Right. <laughs> um, but but leading by example, I think is, is critical. And then obviously finding ways that systems that work. I mean, you guys always you know, I, I hear you. I listen to every podcast you guys do. And, you know, you always say, like, what are the what are the skills or what are the habits that you do that other people can learn from? And so I just figured, hey, it works for me. And, and it seems to be getting a reaction that not only works for me, more importantly, works for them, like receiving a handwritten note. Everyone knows how powerful that is. Everyone listening to this knows that when they go home today and check their mailbox, if there's nine things in the mailbox and one's a handwritten note, you're going to open the handwritten note first. Yep. You're probably going to read it a second time. You're probably going to leave it on the counter so that Megan can see it. You're probably going to maybe put it in a special junk drawer or basket that you keep. Um, I can't tell you how many handwritten notes that I've sent to guys, to, to people, friends of mine in the industry, not just clients, people, friends of mine around the country in the industry or clients, and they'll take a picture of it and they'll put it on Facebook and they'll say, Sean Carpenter walks the walk and talks the talk. Got a handwritten note from Carp today. 
always cool or so, you know, something like that, which makes me feel great. But what makes me feeling better is then when three or four people comment underneath it saying like, yeah, I got one from Sean the other day too. Or, you know, um, you know, so That's it's all. just, so when it works, you keep doing it. Right. Well, yeah. and it's so the proof is, is there for you too, because your engagement on Facebook is ridiculous. Like, I it's mean, crazy. The, the amount of engagement you get, especially because obviously we live and breathe the platform and the platform has just gone down and down and down in ability to have engagement, right? Because of just how much is on there and, you know, the algorithm and stuff, your engagement's sick. It's unbelievable. And, and you only get that type of engagement when you've built actual real connections with people. I see this in my uh, mother-in-law and father-in-law's business. They own a local little orchard. It's like a farm stand and it's like super popular in the community and they get great engagement for such a small business that is just an apple orchard. And it's because they've done exactly what you do. It's not just an apple orchard. It's Terry Linicum, who was the local uh, gym teacher for, you know, 30 years at the local high school and, you know, has relationships with all the families in the community. It's they involved in their church. They're, it's like so crazy to watch it. And because of that, guess what has happened? Their business has just boomed just mm. year after year after year. And that's a local orchard. Yeah, and see, they didn't invent apples. They just showed up for the people who want apples in their community. Yep. And they and they created an amazing experience around that. Yep. Right? Uh, I, I, think, I think Seth Godin said, you know, the Beatles didn't invent teenage girls. They just showed up to entertain them. Right? <laughs> I mean, so... You know, and so, so and Josh, they should have entertained Josh. He's a huge Beatles fan. Huge Beatles what fan. Can, what can also, we do? A little bit of a teenage girl sometimes. Yeah. Hey. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sean. What What can we do? Everyone, no matter what industry, we should all be saying like, what can we do to show up for our industry? Yes. Right. Yes. How, how can we show up when needed? And if we can show up when needed, we can show up when we're not needed either, because people will welcome us in. Right. The the attention economy I talk about. Right. The attention economy says this: if I can get your attention then I need to earn your trust. And once I have your trust, then the next time I speak up, mail something, put something on a billboard, have a need, then you'll probably give me your attention. But you'll only give me your attention again if I earned your trust the first time and more importantly, keep your trust the second time. Mm. So think about the top of the clock says attention, the bottom of the clock says trust. How do you go from attention to trust? And then from more importantly, trust to attention. Next time you need to raise your hand or speak out. Attention to trust, trust to attention. The way we get there is patience. Dude. Is patience. We can't be trying to get your attention just so I can sell you something because I won't trust you if that's the case. But if over the long haul, every time I show up, it's a great experience. And every time I show up, it keeps getting better and it keeps getting better. And the experience is more Then I want to tell other people about it. And if you can earn people's trust, because we're in a no like, and trust business. I hear you say that all the time, Luke. Yep. Right. But here's the thing. How many of you guys know people and like people, but wouldn't trust them when it comes to your financial advice? Yeah. How many, how many friends of yours do you have that you know and you like, but you wouldn't trust when it comes to parenting advice when it comes to, to raising your daughter, mm. right? So knowing people and liking people is the easy part. The trusting part is the difficult part. And, and I've talked about this before on, on the show and, and on the webinar we did. There's three C's to trust. There's competence, being good at what you do, right? Knowing your stuff. That's a function of ability, right? And, and what are, can, do you know your business in and out? Because people will trust you if you know your stuff. The second C is confidence, Right. And confidence is a function of attitude. People can hear it. People can see it. I think people can feel it. Right. You ever been around someone that you just feel yeah. confident around? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And those two go together. Competence and confidence. The more confidence and confidence you have, the more people trust you. And the third C is co consistency. 
How consistent are you at being confident and competent? How consistent are you at earning top of mind awareness? How consistent are you at capturing people's attention and earning their trust? Because if you can do that, people are going to trust you. And that's a function of action. And in our business, you know, it used to be once every five to seven years, people moved. Now it's almost 11 years, I think, was the last NAR homebuyer seller profile. So how can I earn Megan and Luke's trust over the course of 11 years? Well, I better consistently show up in your mailbox and in your inbox and in your face-to-face and in your communities, showing you that I'm confident and competent at what I do. And then you'll start referring me business between your sales and purchases. And then when you consistently see that your friend Josh got taken care of and had a great experience working with me, that you feel more comfortable referring me to other people. Oh, and so does Josh too. And then so does Ariel and so does Ethan. And right. And it starts going and going and going. And that's how you build a business that is built on referrals. The same way the Egyptians built the pyramids one block at a time. Mm. Sean, uh, this one last question for you. This might be a little bit of a layup for you, but we've been asking this question of guests uh, recently. Is there a principle or a mantra uh, that you tend to live by? I do. I live by a relation, uh, a very simple philosophy that I built early in my career. I still say it almost every day. I think this business is about three things, building relationships, solving problems, and having fun. And if you think about that, no matter what industry you're in, no matter what role you have, if every day you can be building relationships with people, either a new relationship with someone you've never met or deepening a relationship with someone that you've known for years, if you can help people solve their problems on a regular basis, and if you can have fun doing it, that's a pretty good day, guys. Look, I, real estate agents out there listening, they're looking for listings, they're looking for buyers, they're looking for referrals right now, and we all are. But if you can build relationships every day, if you can solve problems every day and have fun every day, the referrals will come, the buyers will come, the, the, the sellers will come. So when I lay my head on the pillow, guys, I lay my head on the pillow and I say to myself to fall asleep, did I build relationships today? Did I solve problems today? Did I have fun today? Love it. And usually on days that I answer yes to all three of those, then, I, then the list, listings, the speaking gigs, the coaching opportunities, the podcast interviews, the, the rounds of golf, the, the, the rounds of beers, you know, the, the concerts, they take care of themselves. Everything else takes care of themselves. Thanks so again good. so much, Sean, for coming on. Before we close, let people know how they can connect with you and follow you. Well, obviously, we talked about social media, at Sean Carp on Twitter and Instagram are my two favorite channels. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and my blog, uh, my website, seancarpenter.com, but you can get there by carpscorner.net. I've been blogging, coming up on 1,200 blog posts, guys. Wow. Uh, I blog every, I write a blog every Sunday night. It goes out on out to my readers on Monday morning. It's called my Monday morning match. It's a story. It's an idea. It's a concept. It might even be just a quote uh, about something I saw that week or something I'm, I'm thinking about that might help inspire you to build more relationships, solve more problems, and have more fun. So it's carpscorner.net. And I'd love to reach out and connect with anybody who might be looking for a, a speaker or anybody, you know, on their schedule coming up for 2023. I'm starting to book now for, for spring of 2023. Yes, absolutely. If you are someone that's looking to book a speaker, make sure to check out Sean's stuff. He is absolutely phenomenal. Love. He's done webinars for us. I've seen him speak in person. He always breaks things yeah, phenomenal. down. I don't know. My brain always tends to work in acronyms and I love Sean because he's always telling, he's telling stories, he's giving analogies, and then he breaks it down to those easy to remember acronyms. Thank you all so much for listening. You can dive deeper into this episode. Get those links that Sean mentioned over at staypaidpodcast.com. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your support, the best way, uh, or excuse me, the first way is to head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review along with a comment to let us know how we're doing. 
And the best way to show your support is to share this episode with a friend. Use it as one of those touch points. Yes. If you're listening to this and you're thinking someone in your business, it doesn't have to be for a client or for business. It's someone in you know, a colleague maybe that you could uh, you could use listening to this. Make sure to share that. If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast.remindermedia.com. And, of course, you can follow us on social media. We're at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. Just so many golden nuggets in that episode. Just unbelievable. Very, very great for your friendship, Sean, and this just the wisdom that you throw out. I already have taken some things that I'm like, yeah, I got to add that to some of the talks that I give. That's so good. Um, I, my challenge for everybody, and Sean, I might need your help to break down the actual specifics, but I loved when you broke down the six like mediums of communication challenge and like six social connections or, you know, DMing them or commenting, five text messages, oh, yeah. four handwritten notes. What was the third? What was three, the th three personalized emails? Three personalized emails, two, two phone, phone calls. calls, and then one face to face appointment. Nice. That's your action item. I know it seems big, but it's the six methods of communication. Do that. Just pick one day next week where you're committed to doing that and see if you can implement that into your business. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, if you did that every single day, like I'm going to call my brother Steven and say, hey, man, I got your activity that you have to do every single day for you and your team. Like if you just do those six things, oh my gosh, the amount of touch points you get, unbelievable. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers. It's top producers take action. Take action on that today.